0: It's
1: an
0: Good afternoon, everyone. It is Saturday, July 25th, and this month is going by way too fast. Pretty soon, summer will be over before we know it. I truly hope everyone out there who is listening is making the most out of their summers and giving it an honest go at living their best life. As for myself, well, I'm still in school and pretty much at the halfway point of my program. This is extremely exciting, yet also feels like a holy shim moment as well. I also wanted to apologize for last weekend as I wasn't around for episode 11, Due to the fact that I woke up with a nasty migraine and just this overall feeling of crappiness. Anyone who deals with migraines, I completely sympathize with you, and they are just no fun at all and can completely ruin a weekend. And in my case, last weekend, it truly did. All right, everyone. So, how are you all feeling out of 10 today? I am around a seven. Not a bad number, I don't think, and it still leaves room to wiggle around and improve if I choose to do so. Remember, your number is unique to you and there are no perfect numbers and no perfect days. And if you managed to climb out of that big bed this morning, high five to you, my friends. It's all about finding that courage and being able to step out of your comfort zone and taking a big deep breath and saying out loud to yourself, yes, I can do this, no matter what life puts in front of me today and any day going forward. As usual, this podcast is a safe place to speak freely and share your stories with mental health and or addiction, and that means we must treat every person, story, and podcast with the utmost respect. If at any time today, following this podcast, you find that you would like to share your story with mental health and or addiction, please feel free to email myself at speakyourwaypodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com, all in lowercase letters. Or if you're feeling up to it and you're comfortable with that, you can also request to be interviewed as well if you are living in the Windsor and Essex County area. Same thing, you just email me as well at speakyourwaypodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com, all in lowercase letters. Before I want to get into today, into today's topic, I want to remind everyone that I am simply a 40-year-old college student in a program called Addictions Mental Health. And therefore, I am not a counselor and I am not a qualified therapist or a social worker. And that probably means I'm also not a doctor. What I am is someone who is learning to become an addictions mental health worker. I am also someone who is an advocate to raise awareness for mental health and or addiction and who has one goal in mind at all times, and that is to help erase the stigma and be a part of the solution in my community and never the problem. This topic may also be a subject that can be a big trigger for many people as well, and if you feel uneasy or not okay with this topic in any way and need a little help today, please know that I mean well, and I hope that you know that you are never alone, and I I try to be as educational as possible and never to be a harm to anyone. So please feel free to reach out to a family member or a friend, or if you need more intervention, please feel free to reach out to our community crisis services at 519-973-4435 or go to your nearest emergency department if needed. How many of you realize that we are going through not just one pandemic, but another one as well. I tend to believe this was a crisis situation long before COVID-19 pandemic began. Unfortunately, due to the rising cases of COVID back when it first started, also saw a rise in opiate overdose-related deaths as well in Canada. I'm sure other countries also have seen similar situations as well. As you know, most of social media and all our news outlets all across the world are saying, please get vaccinated and help save lives. Yet, have you ever seen ads for get vaccinated to save a life when it comes to addiction and preventing an overdose? If you have, Please, please tell me where I can get my hands on this underground leading advanced science information to help save lives out there after graduation. I'm not trying to sound funny at all. I'm actually being completely serious. There is not a vaccination, and every time we bring up opiate overdose crisis in the news or any form of life-saving techniques regarding harm reduction, such as naloxone, I see nothing but negative feedback from members of my community. Now, I am not saying this is everyone, because there are a lot of people like myself who advocate for for harm reduction. Just the ones that take advantage of reading news online, I have noticed more frequently. Friday morning, I read an article titled, Use of Naloxone by Windsor Police Rises in the second quarter. It stated that, yes, the use of naloxone by our Windsor police is on the rise from April 1st to June 30th, and that 20 doses were given, and this is up four incidents from the first quarter back in February to April 1st. This article also explained that Deputy Chief of Operations Jason Belairs said that they are not to identify victims because of their protected, because they are protected, sorry, it is a medical emergency, but that they can share their location to direct community resources. I really like how they are coming together in our community and sharing information so that no one is individually trying to solve the problem alone, yet they all want to work collaboratively, I am so sorry, collaboratively. We have to remember that the police are often first to respond because of the proximity and also that they may be just riding by on their bikes or often on foot patrol and notice someone in need of care and in distress and presenting signs with overdose. We all have our personal views on this subject, and I get it when it comes to overdose crisis or COVID-19. I see one thing in common lately. You are never going to win in either subject. And I think that's sad, actually. I'm finding more lately that there's no common ground in a good debate. I feel like no matter what Topic you choose or how you go about the discussion, it's not going to end well when it comes on these two topics. My goal is to just support and educate and help to erase the stigma. Because, like I have said before, stigma is bad and it's everywhere. And sometimes the first step in getting rid of it is the language we use. Something like I something. I like to think of nowadays is that if you if you yourself do not like being judged for many things you do in your life then who are we to judge someone who uses substances to cope with their life I also now more than ever wonder when a person says they don't care what others really think if that is the case well good for them But when it comes to my family and friends and classmates, as well as future colleagues, I would like to go down knowing that at least I had their respect because I gave it my all in my career path and my goals that I chose to help erase all these negative vibes surrounding mental health and substance use. And they respected me for that because we all started out somewhere in life. Every case and situation is different, and how you handle it is up to you. I would never say to someone, you have to live with something that you are uncomfortable with on all levels in and around your life. That is simply not fair, and that situation is unique to you. Yet as my career choice, I would simply support and educate and navigate to appropriate channels. So, an example of what I just mentioned, if I had a friend or a family member dealing with a loved one or a friend who is going through any type of substance use, abuse, or um, a mental health illness or something that they were having trouble dealing with, where they felt like they needed to give that person tough love, maybe that is the way. It needs to be handled in that family or in that situation. I am not one to say, okay, you know what? You've exhausted all of your options, but you know what? That person still has to live in your house. You still have to give it all you got. You have to put everything you have into that relationship. That is not for me to say. And I hope I never, ever come across as telling someone what to do when it comes to addiction and mental health illness, I would, I would really hope that I don't come across as that because I know if that was my husband and he was addicted or had an illness of some sort, um, where I couldn't myself mentally deal well with it, there would be some serious choices I would have to make. And just because i vowed to stay in a relationship through sickness and health that doesn't always you know mean that okay i didn't sign up for addiction and i certainly didn't sign up for a terrible you know mental illness that you chose not to deal with because well you know what if there is a way to help treat you In my honest opinion, I would love for that person to get the help that they need. But in the long run, it is that choice of that person to do what they need to do to help benefit them in the long run. So I guess that's what I mean by who am I to judge when it comes to their care? So I would never imply to anyone, you have to stay with that person. Opiates are drugs that affect your mind and mood and mental health process and can also cause euphoria or the feeling of being high. This creates the potential for them to be used inappropriately. But because drugs like morphine and oxycodone and hydromorphone as well as fentanyl are all medications that can help relieve extreme pain, this is where the problem lies. Legal opiates are being prescribed to by healthcare professionals to often treat pain conditions such as injuries after surgery, dental procedures, or long-term chronic pain. Then you have your illegal. So that is made, shared, or sold illegally. This happens more that more than ever as well, and even in common households. I can give you an instance. Oh, my back hurts. From my bad day at work. Hold on, hun. Let me see if I still have leftovers from my prescription. You know, back from when I had that surgery. Such a dangerous road this could lead to. And street drugs from a dealer. Fentanyl is a powerful synthetic opioid that is prescribed for severe pain. Unfortunately, Canada's illegal drug supply is being contaminated with illegal fentanyl. Fentanyl is a cheap way for drug dealers to make street drugs more powerful. Without drug checking equipment, there is no way to know how much fentanyl has been mixed into illegal drugs because you can't see, taste, or smell it. Consuming as little as a few grains of fentanyl can kill you. This is just a stepping stone to where I would like my podcast to go in the next few episodes dealing with the opiate crisis. I would like to go more into what can happen to your body, to your mind, and how addiction works. Next week, we will continue this topic and further discuss Please remember, you are not alone when it comes to any of the topics discussed in the Speak Your Way podcast. I would really love to hear from anyone out there going through this situation, such as opiate addiction or crisis. So if you're going through any kind of addiction regarding opiate, with a loved one, or a friend, or even yourself, please reach out and simply email me at speakyourwaypodcast at gmail.com, all in lowercase letters. I'm really looking forward to getting more deeper into this topic, but I feel too much information all at once is a little is a little much. So next week, I will continue this topic and get a little deeper like I mentioned. Happy weekend, everyone. Please enjoy, and please be safe out there. Yours truly, Chantel, host of Speak Your Way. Peace, love, and happiness to everyone. And get out there. Baby steps, remember, for some of you, but that's okay. Everyone is unique, and nobody is perfect.
1: I should drive for help. Maybe I should kill myself. Maybe I'm a baby. Maybe I'm a different break. Maybe I'm a big